Hello there and welcome to this special episode of Brits on Flicks. Joining me today is the writer-director of the recent independent horror film Beyond the Woods. His name is Sean Brannock and he's here to talk to me today about the film and the filmmaking process. Hello Sean. Hi Brian, thanks a million for having me on. Uh, it's a pleasure. Uh, yeah, so Beyond the Woods, uh, it's a I, I, I mean, I assume I'm, I'd be right in describing it as a low-budget, independent horror film. You would, yeah, that's yeah. definitely an accurate description. Okay, um, just tell us really how this project came about. How, how did it all start? Um, it all started, well, I suppose I'd been trying to write a low-budget script, something that I, that, I, that, I, that I knew would be achievable, and... I'd started the process a few years ago um, and, and I wrote what I thought was a low budget script. And, and then when I went to, 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 to figure out, you know, how I was going to go about shooting it and, and locations and everything that was required, I, I realized it was it was nowhere near a low budget script. So I wrote an, another one after that and I thought, OK, this one now is definitely a low budget script. I had it all stripped down to its bare essentials, I, what I thought. But once again, when I went to, to do the pre-production on it, I realized that that wasn't a low budget script either. It would have been quite low budget, but not not to the extent that I that I needed it to be. Um, and uh, I then set about writing with with what I had available to me. I mean, a lot of people say do that. Um, and I thought I was doing that the first two times I attempted it. Uh, so the third time I thought, okay, I, I want to do something in a, in, a, in a house, somewhere that we can be indoors a lot so that the weather, because as you know, here it rains a lot. It's, it's you know, you kind of, if you if you can do things indoors, it's it's better. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. uh, obviously forests are, are a good thing. They look good and, and they're always good for horror. And uh, and I knew a lot of very good actors around that that I wanted to do something with, um, and and the the brainwave came when I watched the sci-fi film Coherence, and that was like an ensemble piece in a, in in the guy's house, um, and I thought they they did it beautifully, you know, a, a simple story but good drama, good interaction with the characters, and I thought if I could do something like that and bring it into the horror world. Um, and the very next day, then I read about a, a sinkhole that had opened up in China um, and that they were calling it the gates of hell and that burned at 800 degrees. And I thought, that's it. Marry these two ideas and <laughs> uh, and I've got something. Um, so that's really that was the genesis of the of the idea. So once you had that idea, did that kind of formulate anything in particular that you felt you wanted to say? So does the movie to you have something specific you want to say or is it, is it something else? Is it something beyond that? Um, it's not necessarily. I mean, there'd be a few things in there that, that I want to say that, that, that I'd have thrown in bits of Bits of bits of dialogue, but it, but in general, it really was designed to be an an entertaining uh, film that would that would ideally get you to feel you know to feel to feel to care for the characters or or dislike some of them uh, to to laugh because I tried to put a good bit of humor in there. I, I uh, with that without it becoming farcical, you know, just just I think it breaks it helps break tension when you can laugh about things. Um, and uh, obviously it was designed to be a horror film from the start. 
but it was more about um about entertaining and about scaring and uh, about going on a journey with the characters more than um having anything you know anything in particular to to draw attention to and and do these characters have are they drawn from any inspiration of of real people in your life yeah yeah i suppose they are um and and none of them would be any particular person but they'd be uh, some people with exaggerated characteristics maybe just just pushing pushing uh, those characteristics a bit more than they are in reality and, and i would think that i suppose a lot of us know people who are like those characters um mm. they're they're they they're they're pretty normal characters in a way, but uh, but they go through those those dramas that that bunches of friends go through uh, throughout their lives. And and what was it that kind of primarily informed that decision to go low budget? Because obviously obviously you you, know, you you say you wrote some of the scripts and they turned out not being that low budget. So why why not take them? elsewhere and and trying to try to get them made through other means uh, so what, what what is it that like i say informs that decision well i suppose beyond the woods was was the eighth script that i'd written um and and when i started writing scripts originally i was writing big budget scripts with the idea of like spec um spec sales to hollywood you know i was i was mm -hmm coming at it from a naive point of view to an extent uh, and I did send them out to um you know the usual sort of writing screenwriting competitions and that and and some of them did well like they you know they 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 went on to second or third rounds they uh, there was semi finalist there was a quarter finalist um but the reality is so few spec um films are made spec screenplays are made that you need to be in the in the top like one percent to, to to get it anywhere yeah. um, and it takes a lot of effort uh, to to do that and eventually i decided i needed to write something that i could film myself like i had done with with short films in the past um because because rowing back even further i uh, about 10 years ago i was selling options on scripts to comedy shows in in this in uh, the uk um, but none of them got made, which was disappointing because it was great enthusiasm from from everyone uh, to get them made. I mean, they wouldn't have taken option on them if they didn't want to make them. Um, and eventually, I, I kind of lost patience with it. And I, and I think that that informed what you were talking about in terms of Beyond yeah. the Woods. I I didn't want to spend three or four years trying to get it made. Uh, yeah. The the other scripts I did send them to a couple of um, horror. Uh, producers just to see what they thought um, and the feedback was generally good and um, they were saying okay you know rewrite bits and pieces they'll always say that uh, nine times out of ten they'll say that um, then you can go back to them in six months and they can say okay we'll take it to our people and it, it can just be a very very long process and whereas I, I and I have two more scripts two more horror scripts that that, that are bigger budget uh, scripts that I that I am trying to get made at the moment, but I thought the time was right for me to just do something that I could, that I could make myself and get it out there, show people what I can do, and make it easier to to open doors and to get scripts onto people's uh, desks. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, so 
with that in mind, what would you say was the greatest challenge, purely from a script writing standpoint? What was the greatest challenge you faced there? Um, it's a good question because with this particular script, I'm the greatest challenge, I suppose, was just marrying those two ideas together uh, and 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 making it so that I knew for a fact. I could shoot it with mm. with with people I knew with very little money it was but because I had written scripts before and and that that weren't once I'd gone through the budgeting process that that weren't at that level I had an idea I had a very good idea at that stage what was required to make it uh, filmable so mm. so so there wasn't so much of a challenge, really. I, I, I kind of knew what, what we could do. So from the script, I mean, there was plenty of challenges, but not from writing the script, really. I, I, I wrote it. Um, I, I, my process is, in general, I, I write the summary. And, and once I have the summary, uh, which, which can be, you know, it could, the summary could be 50 pages long, but uh, normally it's, it's, it's about 20 pages long. And once I have a summary, once I have a beginning, middle and end, I... I, I tend to write scripts pretty quickly after that. It's it's the summary that takes me uh, time. But in this case, because I had the two ideas, it it, it really didn't take that long. I, I I can't think of any real difficulty with that script. It, it kind of zipped along nicely. That being said, I, I thought at the time that I would be able to film it all in a block of eight days. And I talked to a friend of mine who was an experienced first AD and he said, there's no way you're going to film that in eight days. No way. Even if you do 16-hour days, it's mm. it's not possible. Yeah. Um, uh, so there was a bit of naivety on my part at that stage, but I was getting all these people together. There wasn't any money in it. I, I had to get a bunch of 14, 15 people together for those eight days. Uh, and all these actors in the crew, they're working on other things. And I thought if I had to do it twice... I thought it wouldn't be possible, but as it happened, it was possible because he, the first day he was right, we didn't get it done in eight days. Yeah. We did have to come back again, and it took about six months to reschedule everyone. Wow. Um, uh, yeah, it, it, because people were away on other things, and just because it was an ensemble film, I needed everyone back together. So, so, but, so what you're saying is there's, there's scenes in this that are actually six months apart from when they were shot. Are. There are. Okay. Well, pro props yeah. to the continuity guys on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what advice would you give then to anyone who's maybe just getting started, wants to get into writing, and, and they're thinking about write? I don't know, maybe writing the first script or struggling with the second script or whatever. What what advice would you give to them? The 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 advice that I'd always give is is keep writing. I mean. There's there's no better thing to do than keep writing it, and even if you if you if you're frustrated with what you're writing, or if you're frustrated at, at not getting where you want to be in the script, keep pushing through it. It's amazing. Like some scripts are going to be frustrating, and some journeys are going to be frustrating. But really, the more you write, uh, the more of a of an intuition you get for it, and and the I won't I I won't say. It's easy because I don't think it's ever easy and I've never found it easy, but it definitely is easier. You get into a habit and, and you just sit down and even setting yourself three pages a day or those sort of things, 
even if what you write you'd been at the next day it's it's just good to to keep doing it you know and and uh, um and just try to keep that discipline to 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 push through okay so was there any fundraising involved then to to raise the money for this or did it come entirely out of your own pocket there was fundraising actually twice as it happened um we started off and we ran a funded campaign for for about i, I can't remember exactly what it was i think it was like twelve thousand at the time um and i think we got about five and a half or six so we did we did pretty well but it was one of those funded things that if you don't get it all you don't get any of it and um, so uh so we didn't achieve the goal now in a way it was probably as well because when we were when we were doing that we there was more ambitious plans in terms of showing the sinkhole and and a few other things that we had planned on doing and in a way even even if we had that money i'm not sure we could have done it to the extent to the to the quality that it needed to be yeah. um so we uh scraped together the money in other ways we did get help from some people that we knew um uh, one of the guys who was a, a lighting uh, company down here um slr they gave us the lights uh, uh we got we borrowed cameras off people we borrowed equipment off people um we were very you know lucky in that people did come on board and kind of help us out with stuff. So, so when we shot that first eight days, we, you know, that's kind of how we did it to cover the next, uh, block of days, which was five or six. Um, we ran another funded campaign and that was for two and a half thousand euros. Um, and we got about 2,700 euros. So that covered hiring the locations and, and catering and, and all that, uh, you know everyday stuff that you need on a set so 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 it didn't come entirely out of out of my pocket uh and i suppose you could say a good deal of it came out of everyone's pocket to an extent because a lot of people worked on the film for nothing so mm -hmm. um they gave their time and their skills and and everything to the film so you know everyone did did dig deep to get it finished okay so just talk a little bit about the casting process now how how did each of the cast get involved is, is it kind of was there a casting process or did you already have these people in mind there was a smaller casting process I, I had a lot of these people in mind already a good few of them i'd worked with before on on short films in the past um and i and i wrote the characters for for these actors uh because I wanted that rapport that you see in the film where everyone looks like they've been friends for years and a lot of these people do know each other. So, so there was already, you know, a rapport there between mm -hmm. them. Um, there was a, a few of the actors that, that, uh, I did, um, cast and I tend to cast by, I go to a lot of film festivals. I see people in short films, um, and I, I note people that, you know that that i that i appreciate and that that i think i'd like to work with you know um so there was a, there was some of that and there was also a a crossover of those people with ideally knowing someone on the cast or crew so that no one really felt like they didn't know anyone there that they were coming into a, a place where everyone knew everyone except for me you know so um 
so that was another thing and then there's an agent up in dublin who's who we seem to like the same people um i've used a lot of his actors in films over the years and um, so one of the actors came from him as well uh, I, I went through his website and looked through showreels and but there wasn't an actual process where i sat people down and did a casting for it and um, it was all uh, like i described all right um with regards to the cast, I, I think they do a really good job on the whole. Uh, there seems to be... It feels like a lot of the scenes, dialogue stuff, much of that was improvised. Is that the case, or was it written that way? Not as much as you'd think. Uh, a good bit of it was written. Now, there was room for improv, and I wasn't uh, religious about them sticking you know, to, to every word on the script. Uh, although in most cases they stuck to it or pretty close to it. Um, some of the scenes, all right, they, like the scenes where they're, where they're having the drinks and they're in, they're in the sitting room uh, chatting about things, that is all improvised. So that is one scene that's, that's start to finish improvised. Um, and there are other bits and pieces around the kitchen table and that that, that are, we'll say, 30 or 40 percent improvised so so there are definitely um improv scenes in there all right but i think they fit in well with the with the dialogue anyway because it, it was all kind of written that way mm. to be natural okay and as a director obviously separating the the writing side of things the directing side of things how important do you feel it is as a director to to know about equipment so like cameras for example things like that um like how much of that do you place in the dp's hands and and where you know you know what i mean where do you kind of toe the line with that do you feel like it's a necessity for you to know the equipment or is that not really essential to to, to do what you need to do as a director i don't think it's essential i think i think it helps if you know um the difference between 35 mil and 85 mil in terms of, of lenses and and uh, it, it helps if you can say to your dp uh, or your cameraman um you, that effectively uh, focal lengths and that i, I don't mm -hmm. think the equipment itself um i don't think you need to know too much about it uh, i've been using cameras for a good while so so i do know it but but you don't need to, and and I was very lucky with Kieran and Porg. I mean, they they're meticulous uh, at what they do, and they and they're obviously very much into what they do. And they, I I just let them, you know, do do what they what they needed to do. In fact, even in most cases, I didn't even suggest the lens. I I I just said what what framing I wanted. If I wanted if I wanted close ups or if I wanted wide shots. But other than that. They're they're good enough to know um, what what's required. So I don't think it's really necessary at all to to know. I think I think you it's more important to know framing and to know uh, to to keep an eye on performance. It, but that's just my opinion. Mm. And what would you say has been the most rewarding aspect of the directing process? Um, I find it. I find it all very rewarding. I, I suppose when when the when the film is concluded and you sit there with the with an audience, 
uh, and when you sit there with the cast and crew and and you see their reaction to what uh, what everyone has helped to create that's definitely rewarding but but i i enjoy i enjoy the read-throughs i enjoy the rehearsals i enjoy being on set like it's it's all i enjoy the editing process you know the 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 grading i enjoy every part of it really so but but i suppose the the real uh rewarding thing is for people to 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 see your work with people Mm -hmm. and to uh to, to see the reaction to it i think that's that's probably the the ultimate reward Mm. so and how did you personally get in to into directing and what advice would you give to anyone else looking to to do the same um i got in to it by accident uh, because i was writing and uh and i'd been writing a lot of scripts and that and and i they weren't getting made and I thought okay the very first thing I did was I borrowed a camera from a friend of mine got two friends of mine who weren't actors and the three of us made a film years a long long time ago and uh, and I really enjoyed the process and and um, I then went and, and did a short guerrilla filmmaking course it was I, I, I was a very very short thing a weekend thing or maybe two weekends and I met a few people at that and we got together and and we used to film each other's films um, and then uh, I there was friends of mine down. Well, there was people I, I didn't know them back then, although they were good friends since we had set up Ego Motion Forum back then to help people around where I live in Cork um, to make films. So we got together as groups, and we used to do those twenty four hour or twenty four hour competitions where you'd get a you'd get a, an idea at the start. You'd mm-hmm. have to have the film, and we'd all get together yeah. and we'd do everything we needed to do. So it was a, lo- a long process. Um, to get to the point after doing a lot of that and a lot of shooting and a lot of uh, writing a lot of everything really because because that's kind of what's required mucking in on everyone's films um, then I just started to be more serious about what I wrote and, and what I filmed uh, and but 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 it was I suppose I, I don't like the term an organic process but I suppose it was to an extent in that it just built from from that yeah Yeah. and and so the advice i would have to people who are interested in directing is is take up a camera and and meet up with local filmmakers or local people who are enthusiastic about making film and just get together and make stuff i mean it doesn't have to be great and at the start it probably won't be but um you'll have fun doing it and you'll learn so much doing it and the more you do it the better you're going to get at it Uh, and i think there's no real substitute for experience because there's a quote that i like and i i always attribute it to ridley scott i for some reason he sticks to my mind as being the person who said it but uh it's um it goes a, a film is never finished it's just abandoned um and yeah. with that in mind looking back on beyond the woods and, and the, the making of it is is there anything you think you would have done differently now um I don't think I could have done anything differently. I think I achieved everything I could achieve uh, with what was available to me, and I'm very happy with the with with how everything turned out, and I'm I'm delighted with it. I mean, it's the it's better as as these things should be, and it is thankfully better than the sum of its parts. We all came together and and made it 
better you know when you look at it in a, in a script it's always going to be different to how it how it turns out in the end because everyone brings everything to it like actors make the characters a lot bring the characters to life and, and and give them characteristics that you know that you wouldn't necessarily have seen and it's a pleasure mm-hmm. to see it and and the cinematographer lighting camera all brings its own uh, view um, sound everything like it, it all comes together to 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 be greater than the sum of its parts so um i don't think like i could always say it would have been nice to see the sinkhole in it you know it was in the original mm-hmm. script and, and it would have been nice to do it but i i wouldn't do that differently because i think it i think it it i couldn't have done it to the level that it would have needed to be done so maybe it would have let down the film in the end whereas uh, it's consistent um in what it does beyond the woods it's it's there's no part of it that lets it down in my opinion it's like the effects and and the acting and the and the the the, the scenes and everything all are all of a, of a, a certain quality and i wouldn't have liked to have let that down by trying to bring this in call in and not being able to do it to the same level hmm. so which filmmakers personally inspire you who who are you drawn to who do you look up to um there's so many it's it's hard to single out filmmakers in particular i i i've always been a huge fan of lynch even though there's there's not much lynch in the film really but but i I, i've always been drawn to his films and to and to twin peaks and that I, i don't know why that is um, I I love um, John Carpenter's stuff uh, in the Mouth of Madness, uh, the Thing, Vampires. I, like a lot of his films, I I really like. But I suppose he's a bit of a maverick, and he kind of, you know, you do, you don't know what you're going to get with him. Um, David Cronenberg, I, I love as well, and and like that, he's a bit of a maverick too. Um, uh, you mentioned Ridley Scott, Aliens, or Alien, I, I like I love Alien, the original Alien and Aliens too, but Aliens mm-hmm. I suppose more of an action movie, which which is a great movie. Uh, and and Cameron's old stuff as well, like Terminator was was a was a huge film for me when I was yeah. when I was a kid. I, I don't know how many times I rewatched that film. So so there's an awful lot of, and I know when I when I'm when I look back on, on this interview, I'll be thinking, Oh, why didn't I mention, you know, all these people you know uh jeff nichols i love his stuff i love the fact that he can build tension from nothing like that take shelter i I think is a great movie um and uh um mike flanagan um uh oculus and and a few of his films uh very atmospheric you know so so yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of people I'm influenced by, and you 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 can look back to the films of like Hooper and Romero and all that, who who are obviously going to influence a film like Beyond the Woods and uh, and Peter Jackson as well. So so I, I I I'm influenced by an awful lot, an awful lot. I have I have a broad taste in in film, uh, yeah. not just not just horror, even though I do tend to go towards the dark side of stuff but uh, <laughs> but you know I, I i action movies you know sci-fi everything i i've a, mm. 
a broad taste so i so i could keep on going but i, I better stop myself now before i, before I go on too much <laughs> so this, this, this is kind of the last question it's not so much question but uh just just an opportunity i guess um in, in a world of you know hundreds of channels and streaming uh and, and short attention spans <laughs> Yeah. Why should people go and go and see your film? Just just sell it to us. Because it's a it, it's a unique indie horror with with great characters that that'll make you feel something, um, and it has tension and it has suspense and it has psychological horror and supernatural horror. So there's a lot packed into a, a, a short enough film like you say uh, attention spans are short and it's mm -hmm. like it's an hour and 20 minutes so it is a it's a it's a short film that that packs in a lot mm -hmm. i mean I, I i saw the film obviously before we got in touch with each other i did review it on my channel i, I did like it uh, i i think for anyone who is trying to get started, who's thinking about making independent films themselves, I do think this is a good film to check out. I think it shows what you can get away with on very little, to be honest, um, and I think it's quite effective. Uh, so, yeah, I urge people to go and check that out. Do, do check it out, do watch it. Um, but uh, I'm just going to finish off this interview with something I like to do, uh, which is just a, a rapid-fire kind of either-or. So I've, I've got 20 things here. Um, mm. I'm just going to reel them off, and I, I just want you to give first answer that comes to your head. It's, it's like it's okay. you know, it's like a Rorschach. Uh... Yeah, a bit of a Rorschach <laughs> test. Yeah. Um, so see what comes up. Um, okay. We'll fi finish off just to, to lighten the mood or whatever. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have my own personal answers for these, so I always like to find out what what other people where they sit. You know, Fair enough. Will I be contacting them again or not? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, here goes. Batman or Superman? Batman. Ferris Bueller's Day Off or The Breakfast Club? Oh, that's a hard one. Oh, Christ. Breakfast Club, we'd say. Christopher Nolan or Stanley Kubrick? Stanley Kubrick. Lamb or chicken? Uh, chicken. Alien or Blade Runner? Uh, Blade Runner. Scarlett Johansson or Jennifer Lawrence? Scarlett Johansson. Iron Man or Captain America? Uh, Iron Man. Drama or comedy? Comedy. Captain Kirk or Captain Picard? Uh, Captain Kirk. Dracula or Frankenstein? Dracula. The Rolling Stones or the Beatles? Uh, the Beatles. Curry or gravy? Uh, curry. Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter? Lord of the Rings. Good choice. Classical or country? Uh, classical. M Michelle Pfeiffer or Anne Hathaway? Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, good choice. Sweet or savoury? Uh, mm. Oh, that's a hard one. Okay, <laughs> uh, let's just say sweet. I, I, I'll jump in. <laughs> Get out or it follows? Oh, that's a hard one as well. Oh, Christ. Hmm. 
That is a draw, actually. I, 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 do I have to pick one? Yes, you do. Uh, okay. Um, it follows. Yes, good choice. Good man. North or south? Uh, south. Cats or dogs? Uh, dogs. Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones? Hmm, that's a hard one. I uh, I nearly need to wait till Game of Thrones concludes. We'll say Game of Thrones for now. Okay. Uh, right. Excellent. Uh, turns out I will be calling you again at some point. Hey. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it was looking rough there, rocky for a minute, but yeah, we, uh, we, we scored good. Okay, mm. nice one. Uh, so yeah, to, to everyone out there, please do check out Sean's film. It's called Beyond the Woods. It is out now on digital uh, download, is it? Uh, streaming? It is, um, yeah, and DVD. And DVD. Check it out uh, and, and yeah, share it. You know, share your thoughts on it. Uh, but yeah, Sean, thank you ever so much for joining me here on my channel. It's been an absolute pleasure. Likewise, Brian. Thanks a million. And for all you out there watching, until next time, crack in.